Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, don't buy the front page, just just don't buy it. Don't buy the front page. We'll get into what that actually means. Uh, but first, I'm excited because Zed Run's been doing stuff. They're the little engine that could. And I'm through, I threw this in. I don't really don't talk about Zed Run that much, but it is still around. Others have come and gone, but they have uh, dropped their coin, the Zed token. So you can kind of watch that uh, as an adventure and uh, know that I'm I'm oddling like a like a goofball, a true DGN who doesn't know any better. Uh, but also exciting is that they are rolling out utility for lending which means uh, they have peer-to-peer lending about to roll out. I think they promised it last year, and true to their word, only a year later, here it is. Uh, however, these things do take time, but they're going to do it in an interesting way where you have to use that token to pay for, as an owner, the ability to lend out your horse to then be raced, and then any profits that horse makes are chopped 50-50 with the owner and the person who is borrowing it. So uh, there are, you know, actual utility to this and again actual money through advertising going on like uh i can no longer recommend anybody who's got too uh too much sanity to jump into this game but it's impressive to watch them chug along and this makes actually a lot of sense uh for if you're interested in playing it like probably you know give it a week or so when uh when this comes out you'll be able to play with free horses and just see what it's like um with a social login right so just to repeat you'd be able to use a social login, borrow somebody else's horse, and just by playing it without even entering any money, you could enter into free races. And if you won something, you got half that money. That's interesting. They're doing like 40 grand tournament or 14, 15K tournament just per day running it around. So you need a horse. Who should you contact if you're looking to... Who should you really... (laughs) You'll be able to find all of mine because I don't have the time to race. I don't know. How many horses do I have now? Almost a hundred horses. Let me go check. Yeah. Obviously a big move or, you know, big change for those big stable owners that have way too many horses and not enough time. I have 89 horses. Um, I'll probably breed a couple more because, but it's, yeah. Um, it, it, it's going to be very interesting to, to see how this, this impacts it because there are ways of making money with some of these horses. You just need to be willing to spend the time. And I, I don't have the time to downclass a horse as much as it would take to then put it in an optimal race to then win something back. And yeah, well, I mean, uh, it is exciting. It seems like, you know, it's an attempt at some of the, the Axie, uh, scholars type of model, right. And, you know, hopefully they, they have paid attention and uh, won't make the exact same mistakes. Although we've, uh, you know, we've seen countless projects continue to do the exact same thing um 
the you know. game dynamic is there. It just logically makes sense because there's a reason for me not to immediately dump all of my Zed tokens right now because what I want to do yeah. actually lend these things out and I need Zed token to do like, hey, what a practical use. Interesting. All right. Well, is that it for uh, stable news or? Uh... Oh, I, I need to name a horse. Uh, so if anyone has got a good name for a, let's see what color this thing is. A, uh, Fawn color. It looks like a yellow and uh, an ugly beige color, and it's a it's a guy. It's a cult. So give me give me. Some yeah, hop in the Discord. Suggest a name. He's you know he's got some good ones, but uh, you know I'm sure running out at this point. Eighty nine horses. So I think my favorite my favorite name right now and one of my best horses discount sushi. You kind of can riff on that. All right. Moving on, our next topic, uh, next news topic here. We've got Damien Hurst, the currency project. This is cool. This was this is one I'd looked at a few times, and every time I went to it, price was way too much for me. Um, what was it covering? Do you remember? Like, I mean, that's when I was looking at it. It was five, six e that had gotten up even higher at one point. Um, so this was ten thousand pieces. I think it was ten thousand initially. Is that correct? Yeah, um, and. It was made about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, and the each collector had the option to either keep the physical or keep the NFT. They were both at the time, so all the physicals were made, and then there was an NFT to match, and you had the choice at the end of the year to either burn the physical or burn the uh, the NFT. The, the physicals were actually burned, I guess, in a big gallery. I think it was it's actually happened, but I know they announced that it was going to be a gallery type of show where they're burning these. So, you know, I think it was ended up being a little bit um, more than half, I believe, chose to uh, to burn the NFT, I believe. So I think the NFT ended up being the slightly more rare of the two. Let me double check that. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. But it not by much. By 140. About 48.52, right? Yeah. Percentage wise. Did this surprise you? Yeah, yeah. I thought that more people would hold on to the NFT, especially, uh, you know, having had the NFT initially. Um, obviously, even, or I should, should say Damien Hurst is much more well known for his physical pieces and isn't as established in the NFT world. At the same time, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't wouldn't necessarily want to hold on to a physical piece of art that I have to take care of that's, you know, that is worth, as I said, it's, five or six ETH as a floor. Um, and, you know, at times that could mean you've got a $20,000, $25,000 piece. You know, if, if, if he does run back up, uh, you know, don't love the idea of having to hold that. You know, I know that we've had a lot of scams online. I I don't know that I need um, the physical art piece. I also think that's going to be a lot harder to resell. I don't have a place to go resell that. Um, and for all the complaints about OpenSea, I'm pretty sure it's going to cost you more than 2.5% if you are dealing with someone as in the real world art, art collecting uh, space. I love everything about this. I think it raises the exact types of questions that should be out there. I was actually having a conversation with friends and I was explaining this and people are saying, well, wait a minute, you can just make copies of the thing. Like it was a right click save type of crew and it's fine. But then I explained that like this project is out there and in the professional art world, like frankly, the fact that this is split 50-50, call it, really makes a, a large statement. I kind of balked at the title of this article coming from Artnet, 
that Damien Hirst's The Currency was a referendum on NFTs versus traditional art. The result of resounding preference for traditional art? Resounding? Yeah, I've certainly read art in that news with, um, there seems to be some opinion to a lot of their NFT related pieces. Um, <laughs> you know, they have some good news articles and, you know, it's a little disappointing to think that, you know, they aren't uh, necessarily giving, um, it was looking at this with an open mind, they typically do try to, uh, to say something negative, even where here, this is not a, this is not a negative. Is, is this the thing was a celebrating Yale win in a tie ball game kind of thing? <laughs> right. 48, 48, yell. So it's a cool project. I, I think this was done with uh, Palm NFT studio. Um, and as far as I know, it's the only one that Hearst has done in the NFT space still at this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we'll see other things like this in the future. It's a, it's a cool project. And, you know, I think that, I don't know, I think that says a lot that, that, that it did end up about equal overall. I think there's probably a lot of NFT collectors that will now have their, their probably most valuable, uh, physical piece at this point. Cause I think there were a lot of people that were introduced to this through NFT. Yes, for sure. And you know, that's, that's big bringing NFT collectors more into the traditional art world. And we don't talk about it going that direction very often. Yeah. It's so weird. I think I'd be terrified having something of that value on my wall versus, I don't know why I'm not that terrified of having something like that on my wall. Right. Even though we talk about all that scams, maybe we should get into this. Um, I didn't actually, I'll get the, uh, the link here, but the, the latest, yeah, it's the slide wallet. There were both, there are over 8,000 wallets compromised in this attack. This is, man, it's just the latest one. So it appears that this slide wallet was sending basically unencrypted, uh, key phrases, um, in text files when they were transmitting data. So really, you know, it's, it's not on the Solana blockchain blockchain is, you know, it's not, I'm saying the, the fault isn't on the Solana blockchain in this case, but it is on something related to do that. That just, you know, didn't have the right security in place. It, it just feels like there's another issue every day somewhere. I mean, we saw another bridge hack just a few days ago that I believe was about do uh, was about 160 million of that. 90 million. 190. Was that, was that because ETH's up or? I don't know. Oh man. And that was just, I mean, that was a interesting one as well, where you saw people basically copy pasting, um, the transaction that was working that to give you more than you were putting in. And it was the same amount over and over again. Yeah. So that was um, 190 million just to clear up stolen from Nomad Ridge. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a free for all hack where it was like shared how to, how to do it. And then just, everybody just like kind of dove in and crushed them. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting that, you know, we still both seem to feel better about our assets, um, our digital assets than we do about real world assets anyway. You're, yeah, I guess. So speaking of real world assets, oh man, going to get, I like that. Going to get yourself a Tiffany's chain with a punk on it or what? Do you need the punk to get the, I think you do. So. Uh, yeah, I, so I they're think... really just creating jewelry for ten thousand people, but they're only creating. A... They're only making three hundred of these. They were limiting it to I, I, apparently one hundred people got early access. I mean, they're selling. I don't, you know, I don't. It's not for me, but I don't hate it. It's stop it. This hey. is so smart. This is the smartest freaking thing. If you're not paying attention to the macro on this one, like just take a second to realize what just happened. 
Tiffany is like, hey, we got all these freaking diamonds, which by the way, are worth shit, nothing. They are literally can be produced in a lab. Like the diamond market, if you want a real scam, go investigate that. We got a ton of these diamonds. We need somebody rich to buy a bunch of these stupid diamonds. How do we find that? Wait a tick. Here are 10,000 people with way too much crypto money. Huh, if only there were some way to trick these people into buying these diamonds. I have an idea. It is so smart. It is so smart. And there's so many applications of what's going on. I love everything about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, exclusive brand, you know, it's also using, you know, you're using these pieces because they do have, you know, you're allowed to use these pieces in other places. I mean, that's, that's great. And they know this. I mean, they saw Artifact even, Artifact even do this a you know, a while back with the sneakers, making custom sneakers for anyone that wanted one with the punk, they decided, of course, because they're Tiffany's and let's make it even more exclusive. They're, they're going on secondary for even more as uh, last I saw, I think there were some, um, selling for 40 ETH. I mean, these were 30 ETH. We should mention that they were 30 ETH a piece to start with, you know, not cheap. That's, that's kind of the point, right? It's brilliant. And it really speaks to how future marketing may work where the marketing is targeted to people that hold a certain asset and then gives you access and then allows you the opportunity to pay even more for the status symbol IRL. Remember, all of this is just for the purposes of showing off how smart, how rich, how connected, how cool you are. And if you think this is like the, the last time that a, a brand realizes this, then just just wait just wait till our next door yeah <laughs> next uh, headline here we've got gucci accepting ape coin now in their stores i mean i'd love to see this i can't say i don't think i've ever been in a gucci store i'm not sure if they would allow me in but i would just love to see someone in there in their you know all their board ape you know hoodie and everything and then trying to pay in ape and see what what the reaction is you know, they're definitely trying to tie themselves to the brand and they see this as well. You know, these brands understand there's people with a lot of crypto wealth and you may as well try to tap into that. Yeah. Again, as much as I hate to, I like to eight on eight. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a, this is a tie-in uh, to IRL and, and marketing. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it starts at the sort of luxury level and you're like, well, look, I'm not about to get into any of that, but you know, the, the things that come up um, are, are very real. And I, um, you know, I've also seen, uh, recently like Starbucks going to be in a more practical way, getting into the NFT game. Uh, they announced that they're going to be frankly issuing potential reward NFTs connections to, you know, sort of points in what they're doing. It makes a lot of sense. And there is, when we start talking about this, we finally get away from, um, the, the Ponzi nomics, the pyramid pond, uh, pyramid like schemey pot, you know pieces where it's like, oh, it's only if the next greater fool buys in versus, wait a minute, do you know how much brands spend on advertising and the cost per customer acquisition? Like that cost per customer acquisition that usually gets paid to advertising outlets is initially begin to shift directly to consumer in a very interesting way in the medium of uh, NFTs. So I love it. This is exciting. Absolutely. And you know who I think is paying attention? Gary V. And he's got 50 million more to do it. Man, V friends taking in 50 million from A16Z here. That's, that's a lot of cash. Um, 
we'll see what, what he does with it. He's, I, you know, I'd say that defense has been sort of quiet, but I mean, it has been, I, you know, I don't pay a ton of, ten, of attention to what's going on in that ecosystem, but I'm sure there's, you know, there's some exciting things that are going to be happening with that kind of money. And he's, yeah, like I said, he's paying attention. He did something very smart, which was sort of get into the NFT community before it fully taken off. But certainly he was like very much like me too, me too. I'm ready to do this too, but came in well enough and with a unique perspective and now has positioned himself to be like the consultant or, I mean, the agency for ED group being like, all right, we want to get into NFTs. How do we do it? Who's the leader? And it's just like, it's very smart, frankly. I wanted to make. Yeah, I wanted to mention this one. This is a, a tweet I saw, and I, I definitely look at these as well. We've seen volume down everywhere in NFT trading. You know, it's it's somewhat dismal if you look at it. You know, compared to where it was a year ago. And then if you look at the number of users that are trading, it's a different story. We're seeing that there's you know, there's a lot of growth here. We're seeing sustained and even growing users, and it's it, you know, volumes are down. Of course, prices are way down. And there's definitely some projects dying as we see, uh, you know, they don't have uh, enough in their treasury, but there is still something going on here and there's more people coming. And, you know, I think just keep that in mind, even when things are quiet, there's, uh, you know, there's more interest developing each day. I keep hearing this. So are people just, by people, are certain news pieces just confusing volume of dollar, of volume of value versus volume of transactions? Because... Like what I'm looking what at. What volume did the stock market do last week? Did people, I mean, is that a, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, that's not a way that people usually look at. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just not a great, it's a very crude way to look at the health of a market. And, you know, I, I still see headlines coming in about, um, you know, Jack Dorsey's first tweet, you know, and how much somebody wasted on that. And, you know, that's a really poor way to say that the whole entire market um, isn't doing well because one person made a horrendous purchase and can't find a way out of it. Well, that's too bad, but there's a lot of great things going on here. And I think there's people that are paying attention and starting to, to see, you know, see what's going to survive and see what's coming next. Yeah. Can you share maybe a, a dashboard that you like? I mean, cause you build these things. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get right. All right, so we've I mean, got this new collection, another headline here. Lips, are you ready to? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, we've got a new collection coming out. This is celebrating Nelson Mandela's legacy. And I mentioned this because it's um, it's on Probably Nothing. It's by CNN. Um, but that Probably Nothing token is uh, something that we've mentioned in the Discord. And uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more <laughs> um, in our, our feature project today. But it does look like a cool collection, you know, CNN, um, getting in with some of their, uh, IP of, um, Nelson Mandela photos and everything here. So it, yeah, let's run into that. I think we covered my, you gave, thank you for letting me talk Zedron. I know I, I, yeah, that's actually, I think yeah, that's our go right into one, that. Probably nothing. Genesis, we posted that in discord, like from where I sit super cryptic basically i know it just because like there's a twitter account that posts out contract and then like just, just like i almost went near it and i was like is it gonna hack me and i was like don't be that guy don't be that guy because then no Wait. one would feel bad for you You'd be like oh i got hacked by the problem we nothing it said like oh here's this mysterious so it was something it was a hack yeah i mean yeah, it was funny to think you know how many times people just write probably nothing you know trying to 
hint that it is something. And, you know, most cases those actually were nothing. Um, you know, so this is, it's a curious name here. I think it, you know, definitely draws interest because of that, but I do, I, I know when I saw the headline about the, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, collection and being, in, um, connected it to probably nothing that definitely caught my attention. Um, and sitting at that point, oh, what'd you say? Point oh six, point oh seven. Yes, definitely, affordable. definitely in that affordable range. Um, how many? We get 7.7 7, thousand pieces in the collection for 0.1 thousand owners. Um, and when did, I assume these minted at different times. Um, all right, we're minting for a while, is that? Yeah, I Paul, how's start, let me look at, uh, I'll tell you. Now, it looks like the start started in May of 2022, and volume-wise, covers, uh, call it about 40 a day for the past month-ish. So stuff is moving, and what do you see on the site? Like, I know it's not a lot of inflammation, so. Yeah, we, well, we do have a doxed uh, creator, Jeremy Fall. Um, yeah, there's not a ton on the site. Yes. It's a total 7,676. So it's all 76, 76, uh, that, that they're done. I do not have any of these at this point. Do you have, do you, have you already bought this George? All I'm deciding right now is whether or not there's anything between this bluish looking thing and this purplish looking thing. I can't find any characteristics that would determine one versus the other, but I'm definitely buying Let's just. You had me at probably nothing. Tough sell, George. Tough sell. <laughs> Gosh, I've lost money on dumber things. All right. Well, you know, I think what is good is this is not on the front page. I'd say that's a that's a good sign going under the radar a bit here, right? Hold on. Full disclosure. Wait for it. Three, two, one. I own a purple one. There we go. And that is, man, that's some low gas. I know. I, here's the thing. I saw the gas and I was like, yeah. Where'd all I guess? That's yep. No nope. full disclosure. Pumping my own bags now. Uh, okay. Uh, don't buy the front page unless there's anything else about that. Um, the legacy debut of probably nothing. Like I guess it'll give access to that. Is what it looks like. It does say that it grants access to everything that probably nothing NFT uh, to everything probably nothing NFT and metaverse education shows drop clothing and events were onto something, it's probably nothing. Very funny. All right. So I'll have to go you pay know, attention to something. It's, a, it's an old, okay. like Abbott, the new Abbott and Costello. Oh gosh. Alrighty. Uh, the front page. So we came across this, I mean, we listened to this podcast, but like we were just sort of dumping on OpenSea, which is, I guess, becoming a favorite pastime of this podcast, even though we depend on it, where the front page of OpenSea, uh, I think someone, someone in Discord is saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, there's like opportunities sometime on the front page. And I was like, I was trying to find a nice way to say, please be very, very, very careful. Uh, because things that are on the front page, one, there's a risk that it's already been front run. Like somebody knew that this thing was going to be on the front page. In fact, don't have to look back that far in history to know that actually somebody at OpenSea, uh, is, you know being called up for insider trading because that's exactly what they were doing. Track the wallet and that person who's on the front of that product was. Yeah, and that's one that's exposed. I mean, I think there's many cases where it happens and nobody really knows. And 
you know, just realize it's, you know, it's editorial. Someone makes that decision. Yeah. A human chose that and talked to another human who had to put it on the website. Who talked to another human who had to approve it. Who talked to the humans that were creating it. Yeah. The who probably were influenced that, by someone that, you know, they created it. Right. <laughs> this is kind of like the Jim Cramer effect, right? Like if you hear Jim Cramer talking about a stock, you should actually like buy the inverse. Like there's a whole joke of like buy the inverse of it which just means the value has already been uh, realized. Now, that's not to say it's a bad project, not by a long shot. And in fact, it may be a, a play that you could go back and analyze. I don't know how you would find past projects highlighted on OpenSea. Maybe one tactic could be, um, here's, here's a pointless intern project. Go back on archive.org, find past projects, and look at the life cycle of what happens. And like, watch the roller coaster. And maybe some of them come back around. But the point is, if you're on the front page, um, one, the value has probably already been realized. There's going to be a bit of a stampede, a pump, and there's going to be a bunch of flippers that are doing this. There are people that have figured out a way of riding this and then selling it at that point. But you are not getting in on the ground floor. There are more projects than ever being launched. So many communities where you can find value in alpha to buy something. So the front page is a dangerous place to shop because there are sharks there. There are flippers there. And there is value that has probably already been captured. Albeit it could be a good project. That's fine. But frankly, like find where they're shopping from and find the next project that's going to be pulled up and pulled in to that front page. Because that's for marketing. It's not for insiders. What are, what are other like things to put in the back of our mind here on the, the, the front page? Yeah, I mean, I think that's... The biggest thing is it's not where insiders are going, you know, that somebody, you want to be on the inside of the project that gets to the front page because you were there beforehand. You know, if it's already there, like you said, it might be a good project, but at that point I'd put it on a list and wait for it to, to die down because in, it's almost inevitable that someone's going to overbuy and then be selling for a loss later on. You get some pretty weak hands, I'd say, when it's somebody that just buys because it's on the front page. I mean, that's not somebody that's in the discord that's really understanding what they have, that's looking at it this as a long-term buy. That's someone that says, oh, that must be going up. And when it doesn't, they're going to sell. Um, you know, that's not the one I want to be in. The, the other class one, I don't mean to just dump on OpenSea, but they're actually like every platform has got this sort of featured page of it because one, it can be a paid placement. It's an opportunity to put something to buy in front of other folks. I mean, I think that the biggest one on this is Nifty Gateway for me. Uh, I, you know, when I started, I was on Nifty Gateway uh, regularly until I realized that, like, it will never again receive the level of attention in marketing than on the day of sale. Like, pause for a second and realize that price is inextricably linked to, and many times, the attention that the project has. So if you are essentially buying at peak attention, you're doing something very dangerous because what would have to happen for them to get that level of attention to potential buyers at one period of time? So it is, you know, very dangerous to be buying in those moments. And it's important to put like every alarm bell in the back of your mind being like, I recognize, and we did this. We both sat here on Nifty and bought our X copies, the Max Payne X copies. And as sure as the sun sets, we could have waited until right now and been like, hey, you know, what's cool X copy. Let's go buy one for 0.7. Like not that much of a discount, but like it's less than when it dropped there. And so like even like as much as I'm talking like shit about this, like I'll do it. But 
smarter me should maybe put that alarm in the back of my mind of like, if you just have a modicum of patience right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, once it gets on the front page, like you said, where what's the next catalyst after that? What's going to bring more eyeballs? And, you know, generally speaking, it's just going to move off the front page and be replaced by something else. And the people that were buying the front, the last project that was on the front page are simply going to rotate to the next one. That's not what you want. You know, you got to look for other things. I mean, you know, like I said, if you're already in a project and it gets to the front page, that's great. You know, I'm not saying you don't want to be in these at all, but that's generally because something great has already happened. The price has increased, the volume's gone crazy, something like that. But that's not when, when you want to be making your purchase. Yeah. It's definitely appealing to the public market, which is a dangerous place because that's the last buyer. There's a yeah, reason right. why the exit is always to the public market. You don't want to be the the exit liquidity for all the insiders, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next step is moving off the front page. Uh, yeah, my I I have this other thought in my mind that like great projects don't need broad billboards. They need great communities. They foster great communities, right? So what are the the things that go into these or the you know the next whatever. Uh, Moonbirds is going to come from a tight-knit, strong community that believes in a project and has pushed it and will hold on the value. It won't come from somebody who's bought up enough billboards and attention to get a big drop. It just, you know, it is, it's a recipe for a flash in the pan. So it's, again, another warning to me that like the brighter the lights that are blaring at me, the more I should maybe be careful uh, of, of jumping in on a project. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, if it's on the front page, it's it's too late. <laughs> you missed it. The good thing is there'll be something next week. That's right. Yep, find the next one. Yeah, when in doubt. Also, guess what? A little noun is being auctioned off every 15 minutes. <laughs> Full disclosure, I own these. I'm going to check a little noun right now. Hold on. Ooh, winning bids. Floating around point two. Getting cheaper. We're only at 4,286 of these. More to come. Yeah. yeah. Anything else to add on this? Uh, no, nothing else. I think that's that's it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll stay away from the front page, right? Yeah, we uh, this scared straight program brought to you by All About Affordable NFTs. Don't forget <laughs> to leave us a rating, <laughs> even if you don't feel like it. All right, see you out there. All right, bye, George. This has been an episode of the Triple A NFT Podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.